I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. Please have a seat, everybody. Down here, up there, everybody out there, and of course, all my viewers in Japan. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert, and I am feeling lucky tonight because nobody won last night, so the Mega Millions Lotto Jackpot is over $1 billion. Oh, yeah. That's billion with a capital N on the end. (laughs) A billion dollars. Think of what you could buy with all that money. A mansion, a yacht, a tank of gas. (laughs) Not premium, but a tank of gas. For those of you who haven't checked yet, you lost. (laughs) Also, don't know... Sure, sure. Also, last night's numbers were 7, 29, 60, 63, 66, with a mega ball of 15. By the way, if I win, I am donating half of my money to find a cure for mega ball. <laughs> Courage. I have a pretty good chance because I'm very good at picking numbers. Off the top of my head, 17, 36, 54. I could do this all day. 12, 8. <laughs> By the way, I just said all those numbers, and if a viewer wins using any of those numbers in any combination, I think it's only fair if we split the prize. <laughs> experts say, experts say, that's, a con- that's an implicit contract. Experts say that the chances of any of us winning actually any of the Mega Millions are astronomically small. They're about as small as, oh, I don't know, getting hit by debris from the massive Chinese booster rocket that could fall to Earth early next week. That's right. All next week, the forecast is partly cloudy with a chance of fiery death. (laughs) The debris in question comes from the 23-ton Long March 5B rocket, which delivered a module to the Chinese space station and is now in an uncontrolled descent. Also, the title of Rudy Giuliani's memoir. (laughs) Dave. Sweet. Sweet. (laughs) This plunging death debris puts Earthlings at risk of being hit by falling space junk. Space junk, of course, also the name of the porn version of Star Wars. (laughs) Han shoots first. Also, the sequel to Mega Ball. <laughs> Speaking of the final frontier, yesterday, Russia said it is planning to pull out of the International Space Station. Come on, Russia. Not only is that not cool, but pulling out of the space station is notoriously unreliable. <laughs> That's how you get a baby Yoda. It's very dirty. It's a very dirty monologue tonight. So sorry. <laughs> Russia also announced that it will begin to build its own space station after 2024. They released the design, and no surprise, the new Russian space station is Potato. (laughs) 
Anyway, yes. Yes. bye bye, Ruskies. Yes. Don't let the airlock hit you where the good Lord split you. Back, uh, back Earthside, uh, there's bad news for former President Kermit the Fraud. <laughs> Turns out the Justice Department is investigating the former president's actions in their January 6th criminal probe. Oh! Oh, shucky ducky! Oh, shucky ducky! It is about damn time. At this point, the investigators are like the last person at the office to catch on to a popular TV show. So get this, guys. There are dragons. <laughs> but they hardly ever show them. There's lots of nudity. I'm really looking forward to the Red Wedding episode. I am so happy for Rob Stark. He deserves all the love. <laughs> Everyone in the family is going to be there. <laughs> According to people familiar with the investigation, they're pursuing two potential crimes. The first centers on seditious conspiracy and conspiracy to obstruct a government proceeding. The second is potential fraud associated with the false elector scheme. Potential fraud? <laughs> it's the false electors scheme. You generally don't call something a scheme and false if it's on the level. No one's ever said, Barbara, accept this ring and I promise to love you forever as part of my false marriage scheme. <laughs> I am potentially pot as pot of. I am potentially very excited uh, because all of this is potentially huge. Because no former president has ever been charged with a crime in the country's history. So what? Before John Wayne Gacy, no one ever executed a birthday clown. <laughs> but it was the right thing to do. I don't know about execution, but. Definitely arrest. Definitely arrest. In the end, the decision to charge the former president will fall to Attorney General Merrick Garland, seen here listening to Neil Gorsuch talk about how fun it is to be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> Garland, Garland sat for an interview last night with NBC's Lester Holt and made it clear he is ready to hold the former president accountable if that's where the investigation leads. Look, we pursue justice without fear or favor. We intend to hold everyone, anyone, who was criminally responsible for the events surrounding January 6th, for any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power from one administration to another, accountable. That's what we do. Okay, that sounds about right. Quick follow-up. Did someone shrink Merrick Garland? <laughs> because he looks like he should be administering justice from inside a hollow tree. There's... Or Lester Hulk. Or it's Lester Hulk. I'm not sure. Oh, there's good news out of the current White House because after coming down with COVID last week, this morning, President Biden tested negative and proved... and proved it with this photo of a negative test and the caption, back to the Oval, thanks to the doc for the good care and to all of you for your support. Yes, thanks to doc... Biden is no longer grumpy and sneezy. <laughs> Though he remains happy and sleepy. <laughs> Biden also took his results uh, out to the Rose Garden where he gave this speech. As I was walking out, <clears throat> I thought I heard a rumbling in my staff saying, oh, he's back. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. You are the oldest president uh, ever who caught the pandemic. Thank you for sticking around. 
The president didn't have to go to Walter Reed, did he? Didn't have to go to Walter Reed. The president touted one of the pharmaceutical breakthroughs that helped him recover and did so in a classic Biden way. Millions of Americans have used Paxlovid. Paxlovid, excuse me. Paxlovid. <laughs> I tell you what. I, I, I think it's... I used it. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. I got gotcha. I, uh... <laughs> I took me some Plaxivoid, the, uh... The Plaxivid, the platypus polish. I took it. The point is, that little pill knocked the clovis right out of my old bread basket. Now I'm, uh, easy breezy breathing. And, uh... <laughs> Where am I? Let's, uh... Marco! Marco! Fun trivia. This is not prescription. <laughs> Biden's clean bill of health. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Biden's clean bill of health couldn't come at a better time because aides say the president spent the weekend going stir-crazy from the isolation and fighting cabin fever. Aides worked to keep the president entertained on location, setting him up with a whole cart of video equipment, phone calls from the grandkids, and a stack of books about Ireland. When that didn't work, they tried everything else he likes, a pile of old train schedules, the encyclopedia of Taffy, a Reader's Digest from 1952, a Post-it note that just said Delaware. <laughs> now, now that the president's over COVID, now the president's over COVID, he can happily skip to work with a spring and a step and get absolutely nut-punched by his approval ratings because the latest CNN poll found 75% of Democratic voters want someone other than Biden to run in 2024. 75%. That's three out of four Democrats. And I'm... Is this... I'm being told we have a picture of those three Democrats. <laughs> wow. It's not Kamala. That's not Kamala Harris. <laughs> Biden's numbers are just falling off a cliff. At the beginning of the year, only 51% of Democrats said they wanted someone other than Biden. Ah, the good old days, when only half of his buddies wanted to take away grandpa's launch codes. <laughs> this has got to be painful for the president, but nothing, nothing could be worse than what's happening in Biden's hometown of Scranton, where those saying they view Biden very unfavorably increased from 28% to 46%. Come on, Scranton! What do you guys want from him? He mentions you in every damn story he tells. <laughs> Is this how Scranton treats all their hometown celebrities? Watch your back. <laughs> Silent film star Wanda Hawley. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. More Late Show Pod Show after this. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. 
wait, Stephen. Tonight, in just a moment, we will have uh, Amanda Seyfried will be out here in That's just right. one moment. A wonderful yeah. actress. Before we get, we'll get to that, uh, Steve Vincent, I, let me just check in with you for just a second here. Now, I know this, but people out there may not know, you are a proud daughter of Dallas. Is this not true? I am, in fact, from Dallas, Texas, yes. Yes. Do you get back, do you get back there often? Do you spend All the time? time. My family's there. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you, like, what, sell me on Dallas, because I've never been to Dallas. <laughs> I've never been to Dallas. Is it the brisket? Is it the cowboys? What should I look forward to the most? Um, well, I find that whenever I tell people I'm from Dallas, they say, oh, I love Austin. <laughs> how, how, does, how does Dallas feel about, like, the other, like, well-known cities? Do you, are you guys jealous of the attention that Austin gets? Uh, you know, I think it's sort of like sibling rivalry. Like, yeah. Austin is the cool, youngest sibling who's, like, freewheeling and fun. And Dallas is sort of buttoned up and a little... And Houston is the troubled middle child? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you ever... You follow the Cowboys? I, I did in 1994, so, yeah. It's quality year. It's yeah. quality year. Have you ever sung the national anthem at a Cowboys game? Uh, no, but I've been uh, trying to. And they have yet to take you up on your offer. They have never taken me up on my offer. Cowboys, let's get it right over here. Cowboys, hey. Cowboys, you're, you're passing up an enormous opportunity here. She, you can save money because she can accompany herself on the guitar. <laughs> and if you don't let her do this, she's going to go off and sing the national anthem for whatever Austin's football team is. <laughs> I also... And I realize we're probably running out of time here, Tom, aren't we? We're probably running out of damn time for the second act right now, especially how much time I'm taking to ask you for running out of time right now. But our dear friend, my colleague, my brother in late night, Seth Myers, has come down with COVID again. Ah. So the, the, the sandwiches and the soup are on the way, Seth. Ah. And uh, stay the hell away from me. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I have to say about that. But with love. Stay away from me with love. We'll be right back with Amanda Seyfried, everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know my first guest tonight from Mamma Mia, Mank, and Mean Girls. She's now Emmy-nominated for her starring role in The Dropout. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> What? Nothing. Hey, nice to see hey, you again. How's it going? Thanks. How you, how you been? I, I, I'm feeling great right now. I've been good. Well, you that's know, good. I've been. That's good. Here. Here. Uh, in the city. In the city. In the city. Okay, yeah. that's nice. That's and, nice. You split your time between you know the glamour of uh, the Big Apple, Hollywood, yeah. and everything, and a farm upstate, right? Yeah. It's yeah. It's um. It's the dream. It's it's how I stay. Um, healthy, emotionally, mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So far. This is a photo. This is a this is this is a photo of you on the farm. Yep. Yeah. That's you. Up. That's and I made all the Can animals pose. Get in a little closer. Get a little closer. Do you see? They're all. I made all them all pose, pose like that. Um. I have to say, this looks like a. Press photo for an A24 horror movie about a witch who has chickens. 
that I think that was the I think that was what she was going for. I would watch that. I would watch that yeah, movie. Yeah, it was the best present. Um, Photoshop, of course, mm -hmm. you can't get the chickens to stay in one place, but um, yeah, everybody else was game. What's the hardest thing about farm life? Like, what's uh, the hardest animal? Because you got all kinds of yeah, animals um, up there. Um, it's a good question. I think the hardest, you know, they're all pretty easy. Um, animals are easy, really. Some somewhat, but I've got this really high maintenance horse, who has a lot of like allergies and he had to see this visiting dermatologist at a at wow. a at a, a place a facility like a half hour away so we had to bring him for like a an mm. allergy panel and I just never thought I would be talking about something like that in public or in private. <laughs> Is there any chance he has moderate to severe plaque psoriasis? You know what? <laughs> Does he need Zimbalta or whatever that stuff is? Um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, well, we're not sure. We didn't get the the uh, blood work back yet. You almost slipped into a little Elizabeth Holmes right there. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're not sure. Um... I want to get this one out because we like to do public service here. Just la last image of the farm. What is going on here? That looks like a little. Would anybody like to take a guess? What is this? Anyone know what this is? Anyone? Guess what this is? Okay. No, it's a tortoise theme park. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's a sad story. Uh, oh, good. I actually, it is heartbreaking. Oh, um, no. e e the resident uh, no longer lives uh, in his theme park that his, was built for him. He died? It might be a she, actually. We got it resexed recently. Um, that's when the, the vet. Uh, it's a tortoise, a Russian tortoise, and he walked. She, she walked off. Um, it was a, an accident. So you don't know where I the tortoise truly... is. The tortoise ran away. Uh... How far could it have gotten? <laughs> That's a good question. That's what I thought. And... So this is a PSA right now. If you have seen, <laughs> if you have seen a tortoise in the state of New York, contact Amanda Seyfried, care of the Ed Sullivan yeah, Theater. Thanks, guys. I, Franklin. I does Franklin respond to um, the name? I actually am not kidding. He does. And so when I'm walk I'm always like walking around now like this, saying, Frankie, come here, Frank. Come on, Frank. And then my two-year-old, almost two-year-old, he's like, ha-ha, And it's just, uh, it's like heartbreaking, but it's, it is funny because I imagine he's having a good time because mm -hmm. it's like there's a lot of vegetation and, and burrowing uh, opportunities. But I'll probably cry later about Do it. Do turtles burrow? Tortoise. Do tortoises burrow? Um, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of places to burrow in this thing. Oh, I thought you were lots pointing around my desk. There, oh, they would love it. Oh, they would there. love it back there. Um, yeah, he's got burrow opportunities everywhere. Yeah. yeah. He's fine. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about, uh, can we talk about you for a second? I thought that was talking about me. <laughs> We were talking about your animals for right, a while. Right. I want okay, to leave well, the animals me. out of it. Only one mammal at a time. What we have uh, here is an uh, Emmy nominee. Congratulations yeah. thanks. on See, the thanks, thanks so much. That's I wonderful. Am. wonderful performance as Elizabeth Holmes. You've never met her. For those of you who don't know, uh, she was the uh, founder and leader of Theranos, which yeah. purported to be able to discover a host of diseases with a single drop of blood, and it was all bull. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've never met her, but if, no. you, if you could meet her, what would you want to ask her? Uh, well, I mean, I, a lot of things. I think I'd want to know if she was conscious of when things turned for her, when she made, when, if, if there's one specific choice she made that kind of tilted her off the edge into the abyss that is 
where Theranos lives mm -hmm. um, now. I would want to ask her that. And I'd also want to know about the baby bird she talks about in her text messages with, with Sunny. I want to know if she had a baby bird or if it was metaphorical. We have to take a little bit of a break, but oh. you stay and you stay, and we'll be right back with more Amanda Seyfried, everybody. <laughs> here with occasional farmer Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. We have a clip here. Can you tell us what you're doing, what Elizabeth Holmes is doing in this clip? I'm just practicing. She's just practicing uh, her new, her, um, a, a persona that, um, I, I don't mean to call it a persona, like to, to you know, um, disrespect how she behaved, but I do think it was like a persona, you know, deeper voice. I think it's voice. okay to disrespect how she behaved. Okay, yeah, thank you. Because certainly based on what I learned from Amanda Seyfried's portrayal of her, while she was a human being, she was actively deceiving people. Yeah. Jim? We are developing new technology. This is an inspired step forward. This is an inspiring step forward. Here at Theranos, we are developing new technology. <clears throat> Here at Theranos, we are developing new technology. New technology. This is an inspiring step forward. Forward. Forward, forward. This is an inspiring step forward. That's, that's really lovely. We don't know. That's really lovely. We don't know if she did that. Really lovely. But I think she did. Uh, Elizabeth has this paperweight that's sort of, that's key. Uh, it's got a famous quote: "What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail?" Do you have an answer for that question? What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? I don't know if this is a good answer, um, but I would love... Well, I would like to be able to communicate in English with my animals. Like Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. But then again, I attempt to do that every day, so also fly. Mm -hmm. It would be nice if I could fly and not... Do you, know, do you know that the, uh, you seem to be uh, communicating with your your pony here very well? That seems like a form of communication. Uh, that's just me holding his. Did you know the Chinese out. are working on an AI system that allows you to know how chickens feel? That's Did gotta you... be bull. No, it, no, oh no! I I said it on TV. <laughs> we were talking about how they're coming up with a way. This AI figures out how, based on I guess their behavior or sounds or something how your chickens are feeling. Would you want to know how your chicken is feeling? Yeah. I would want to know... I, What's your guess about how your chickens are feeling right now, Amanda Seyfried? Uh, I think they're a little bit stressed because the weather's been erratic. Um, I think they're hot because they have not been laying the last couple days. Does that stop them from laying when they're too hot? I do believe... It, I've noticed it's always about weather. I mean, they, they stop. They, they stop laying, every, like, every season uh, for a time period, and it's, it's mid-season, right? So sure. um, they must be hot. We're all hot, right? Sure. They're I'm not, not laying right now. No, me either. <laughs> I'm never laying again. 
We talked about that the last yeah. time you were here, is that you had recently had your, your is this your second, second child? Yeah. Second child? And that you told me in the interview, toward the end you said, remind, I am to remind you not to have a third child. Okay. This Thank is you. your reminder. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh... Now, though I have three, I gotta tell you, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. For you. <laughs> Amanda, it's really lovely to see you. Thanks for having me. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.